You're listening to From the Front Lines, a special podcast from WUFT during the COVID-19 pandemic. This podcast provides weekly updates on Florida's coronavirus response with a particular focus on North Central Florida. Each week, From the Front Lines will feature community leaders and frontline workers working to reopen their communities safely during these challenging times. Hello, I'm your host, Ryan Vasquez, and this is From the Front Lines. Every week now, the state seems to open up a little bit more, allowing businesses to reopen or expand their offerings. That means some Floridians have also been able to get back to work. That has spurred confidence from Vice President Mike Pence, who was in Orlando this week, to talk with tourism and hospitality leaders. I'm more confident uh, than ever that uh, sooner than most people think, we're going to open up America again and put America back to work. While the number of new claims filed for unemployment have plateaued, Floridians struggling to find work are having trouble with the state unemployment system, including long wait times. It's really long, and that's the reason why we've scaled up from about 40 people answering the phone to 6,000. And we have hundreds of people that are in different stages of training so that we can get those wait times down. So while some think things are getting better, others aren't seeing the same progress. In this episode, now that the economy is starting to reopen, we ask, where are the jobs? We talk to some recent grads entering the job market during a trying time for employers. We also look into who's hiring during this pandemic and how some parts of the state are facing challenges when it comes to current and future employees. For many college students and graduates around the state of Florida, the coronavirus has caused job offers to be rescinded and internship programs canceled. Taylor Levesque learned more about the kind of struggles many young adults are facing when it comes to jumpstarting their careers during a pandemic. Recent University of Florida graduate Christiane Weatherly never expected her next adventure after graduation to quickly disappear. I had an internship offer with Weber Sandwich, which is a public relations firm in New York, and they canceled the internship programs. Today, she finds herself applying to any opportunity available. I've applied to a ton of jobs already, about like 40 since I've been home. LinkedIn recruiter Sun Nguyen says a lot of companies are canceling or resending job offers and internship opportunities and understands the struggles students are facing. I was finishing grad school after that last economic downturn in 2009, and now it's seeing this. I do think that it is affecting students quite a bit. So there's a lot of students right now that honestly just don't know what to do and how to fill their time. That's probably one of the other concerns I've got, just worrying about students' mental health and how much they're stressing themselves out. University of Florida student Bryn Tolchinsky graduated with her bachelor's degree in December and is currently pursuing a master's degree in microbiology. Fortunately for Bryn, her internship with Elanco in Indianapolis wasn't canceled but it was postponed and is now virtual. I was supposed to start May 18th, but now I don't start until June 10th, and it was reduced from 12 weeks to eight weeks. But Bryn is thankful she's even getting an opportunity at all. I'm super lucky that, you know, the company decided to continue to have the internship as a whole. I know other companies and other of my peers had their research internships entirely canceled. But I'm grateful the company is still letting us have some sort of enriching experience over the summer. They're still going to be paying us um, what we would have been paid. So I'm really happy about that. Nguyen says if you are looking for employment opportunities. I would say just network and reach out. I think you just never know who's willing to help right now. Which is something that worked out in Dana Bolo's favor. Dana graduated from St. Petersburg College with her RN license in December. 
I actually got offered three jobs right out of school. But the coronavirus affected the job position she accepted at a Florida hospital. Originally, I was supposed to start March 16th, and they pushed my date back to April 6th. And then four days before I was supposed to start on April 6th, I got a call saying that they are canceling the program that I was supposed to go into completely because there was nobody to, to train us. Now unemployed, the bills began to stack. I already had put in my two weeks at my other job. I didn't get a paycheck for three weeks. She quickly scrambled to find another job, eager to start working in a highly demanded field. I spent probably three days on the computer from 7 a.m. every day to about 5 p.m. calling every HR traveling agency. I was willing to go to New York and like work as a travel nurse and help out with the pandemic. No place would take new grad nurses like anywhere. Um, you had to have at least two years experience. With no luck, she decided to call one of her original three job offers. I called one of the, the nursing recruiters that I spoke with back in February, and I told her my situation. And I was like, oh, well, I've heard every hospital so far has told me that they're not hiring new grad nurses right now. And all she said, um, well, I'll get back to you on Monday. Sure enough, on Monday, HR called me, and they said I had my job back in the ICU. Dana says this is an opportunity of a lifetime. I know people kind of think that's crazy because everything going on, but honestly, I mean, how often do we get to say we've been through a pandemic? And I think for me personally, this is the number one time to learn as a nurse. We help patients every single day, but right now patients are in such fear and are experiencing things that they've never experienced before. So it gives us a chance to really be there for them and support them, which I think is a really good opportunity for me. As for advice, Dana says, be persistent. Honestly, be pushy and show that you want the job because if you make an impression, they will remember you and jobs will bend the rules for you during this time. So really have a stellar interview, have a stellar resume and step outside the box a little bit to make yourself noticed. Nguyen agrees. I've been a big proponent of just trying to share that most recruiters and companies will understand. A lot of companies realize how difficult it is right now. They've made a lot of resources free or at a reduced price. Nguyen recommends while students are looking for their next opportunity to take advantage of LinkedIn Learning courses. These courses can help students expand their skill set. Meanwhile, for those already in the job market, the pandemic has brought job uncertainty, from furloughs to unemployment. CareerSource Florida was set up as a unified workforce development system for the state, but during the coronavirus pandemic, CareerSource employees have found themselves helping individuals through a trying time and even helping file unemployment applications. Cameron Lund spoke with CareerSource Citrus Levy Marion's communications manager, Laura Burns, about how they're providing aid to those in need and who's still hiring in the area. Ocala is the head of Marion County and the largest city in CareerSource CLM's area. CareerSource CLM's communication manager, Laura Burns, touts it as the largest growing city for manufacturing jobs in the state for March. The Ocala MSA, and that covers all of Marion County, posted the fastest annual job growth rate in manufacturing at 4.4% compared to all other metro areas in Florida in March. From Amazon to Winco, several businesses in the Ocala metropolitan area find themselves hiring in this trying time. Burns says those who were furloughed should look at those options in Marion County as the state continues to open up and businesses begin to hire workers again. Please uh, don't think that if you lost your job due to COVID-19 or even if you were looking before the pandemic hit our area, 
there are still plenty of jobs in our region, and we encourage you to get in touch with us. The regional unemployment rate for the counties of Citrus, Levy, and Marion in March was 5.5%, up nearly 2% from February. That accounts for over 11,000 unemployed, and that was just two weeks into the pandemic-induced closures. But then again, all of those statistics are just for March, which was the beginning of this pandemic's stranglehold on Florida, the United States, and the world. As for April's numbers, which are due out on May 21st, Burns and Company are holding their breath. Well, as it turns out, the unemployment uh, numbers for April won't be released until tomorrow, which is uh, May 22nd. So uh, unfortunately, I don't have that information to give you at, at this point. Uh, but what, what is instructive about March is, as I, as I mentioned, we were just beginning to see the impacts of the layoffs from COVID-19. But there are also some positives to report. During April, 87 businesses were working with CareerSource CLM looking to hire during the pandemic. As of the morning of May 21st, that number was 133 businesses. And even for those struggling with unemployment applications, CareerSource is also using their resources and expertise to help get those applications filled out completely. Burns says it's a lot easier than waiting on a phone for hours to get in touch with someone from the Florida Department of Economic Opportunity. We can't expedite your claim or push it through or anything like that. Our staff can give jobs, the claimants directions so that they, they know what it is that they need to do to clear up. And honestly, it's probably a lot faster to work through us than to to be on hold with DEO or go, you know, something like that, because we're, we're, we're there. We can help you um, right away. All in all, Burns wants Floridians to not get discouraged and to know that the people at CareerSource are able to help throughout the entire state. As businesses are being allowed to welcome more customers into their stores, many are reporting a need to hire or even rehire previously laid off employees. For instance, in Gainesville, Ward Supermarket says it has already brought on five new employees during reopening. That's while still keeping the health of at-risk populations in mind. And if you are now planning to seek work, Josh Williams spoke with the president and owner of Temp Force Gainesville, Carolyn Buchanan, to discuss changes being made to hiring processes and to find out the industry that is currently hiring the most. Carolyn, tell me, how has this pandemic impacted how you guys are recruiting or working with people? Well, we um, just had to kind of reinvent the wheel to uh, establish uh, the ability to um, interview and hire people remotely. So uh, we used to do uh, a, a big, the biggest part of our process is in person, so we are utilizing a lot of technical resources to uh, do interviewing and hiring our talent. Employers that you work with, have they expressed any changes to you? Um, probably the main thing that we've seen happen with a lot of our client base, uh, depending on what type of industry they were in, um, they've been able to accommodate for talent to work remotely. Uh, so uh, we've had quite a few. We have kind of changed that as well. A lot of people are working from home. Have a lot of people started to rehire now that the state is reopening? We are definitely seeing uh, things swinging up. Yes, we're seeing an uptick in, in uh, hiring. What areas or which industries would you say are currently hiring the most? Um, manufacturing and warehouses, 
uh, are hiring uh, primarily, uh, but we are seeing some other uh, increases in what we would consider administrative type positions. For people who are currently seeking unemployment, what advice would you give to them in the interview process? A good portion of the people that are drawing unemployment may have the opportunity to return to their current, to their last job, to their employer they were working for pre, pre-COVID. So if that opportunity presents itself, it would be wise for them to take that step because their unemployment could be eliminated if they are offered their job back and they decline it. So that's one thing that I want to make sure people are aware of because a lot of people may not realize that. Um, and uh, I would say if they are have, have been forced to, to uh, go on unemployment and now their job is no longer available to them, I think that uh, the sooner they just should just be alert to opportunities and maybe look at something new that they maybe didn't consider before as a possible opportunity for employment and just really assess what, what's out there. Even as some businesses reopen, some Florida industries are feeling the economic pinch of the pandemic more than others. Anthony Montalto spoke with two business owners in South Florida about how their businesses have been uniquely affected by closures and restrictions. In 1990, Jeff Condon and his family lost everything. I lost everything. Literally, I lost everything. House, cars, everything. only thing I had was what I could carry in a bag. But he says even with nothing, he learned something valuable. That is the one moment in my life that I realized that even when you lose everything, you can still work your way out. And he did. Jeff is now the owner and president of Flipper's Cinema Arcade and Game Center in Hollywood. The business opened in 2002 and has made it through things like the 2008 recession, priding itself on family fun at an affordable price. But in mid-March, Flipper's temporarily closed, along with countless other businesses deemed non-essential. We had to lay off all of our staff, and we basically had been waiting for the city and the county to give us the green light to reopen. Condon says he applied for a Paycheck Protection Program loan to keep his employees on payroll. But there's a problem. We're unable to open. Um, so we, we were funded with our PPP just a couple of weeks ago. But we have no way of bringing back the staff because the staff makes more money if they stay on unemployment. He says movie theaters in other states have begun to reopen. But because he's in Broward County, one of the counties with the highest number of coronavirus cases, there's no telling when he can reopen his doors. And in a nearby marina, David Ide's fleet of 40 charter fishing boats would usually be taking to the waves, each full of tourists, hoping for a big catch. But Ide says no tourism means slow business. We're just busy on the weekends. This whole week, we haven't had any trips. So it's mostly local people is majority of our business right now. And things aren't going so well for his other businesses either. In addition to Lady Pamela Sport Fishing, Ide also owns Rentalboat.com, as well as Fort Lauderdale Parasailing. Um, we're still doing a few charters. The boat rentals were very busy last weekend. They'll be busy this weekend. And the charter fishing will be busy this weekend just because everybody wants to get out of the house and do something. Jet skis were busy last weekend. He says he's not happy about Fort Lauderdale's beaches being closed, that it's affecting business. Why not open our beach? It's our right to be able to go to the beach. It's not like everybody's partying on the beach in big groups. You know, they're usually with their family. So what does it matter if they're at home? with their family or they're sitting on the beach. And Ide says closed beaches affect one of his businesses in particular. 
parasailing. You got to have people sitting in the sand seeing the parasail go by their feet when they're on the beach. Then they call the number and go parasail. Oh, that looks like fun. Let's take the kid. But with beaches closed and Broward County only just starting to reopen, tourism isn't as strong an industry as it once was. And for people like Ide and his employees, that's a problem. We are set to have our best year ever in history. It's the busiest spring break I've ever seen in Fort Lauderdale. We've had we had the nicest weather March and April that I've ever seen in the last 15. You know, I've been in the business for about 15, 16 years now. Now, most of Ide's employees and the independent contractors who worked with him are all on unemployment, waiting for people to visit again. But even if people felt safe to travel again, where would they stay? Some hotels are closed, and the ones that are open are slashing reservation costs, like the Hollywood Beachside Boutique Suites, which did not reply to a request for comment. That's where businesses like Flippers come into play. Condon caters mostly to a local crowd. The question that remains, though, is when he can open his doors to the community. In our counties, they haven't indicated when they're going to let the family entertainment amusement open and then when they're going to let movie theater open. So if they allow us to open, they'll probably allow both of those things to happen at the same time. But Condon says he'll probably open his amusement area first to allow for a bit of a soft opening. Our facility is about 40,000 square feet. So if I don't open up the movies, right, I don't have to air condition three quarters of my facility. So my air conditioning bill is extreme. So by eliminating three quarters of the facility that I have to air condition down to 70 degrees, it allows us to operate at a lower number. He says it would allow staff to get used to new procedures and allow him to make sure his customers feel safe. And Condon says while things may be tough, it's nice to see the world working together. Every country is dealing with it. Every country is facing the same problem. Every state is facing a similar problem. From the Front Lines is a production of the Innovation News Center at the College of Journalism and Communications at the University of Florida. Thank you to our producers, Taylor Levesque, Anthony Montalto, Josh Williams, Melissa Fato, and Cameron Lund. Also, thanks to our fellow Florida public media stations for their contributions to this podcast. And a special thank you to Matt Abramson and Craig Lee for their work behind the scenes. We'd love to hear from you, so if you have a story to share with From the Front Lines, please contact WUFT on Facebook or Twitter or send an email to news at WUFT.org. That's news at WUFT.org. Join us next Friday for another edition of From the Front Lines. I'm your host, Ryan Vasquez, and of course, thanks for listening.